ריבונו של עולם, הרי אנחנו מוכנים ומזומנים לזכור בפינו שבח עבדך הצדיק רבי יצחק בן שלמה, זיכרונו לברכה. כי ידענו שרצונך הוא לספר בשבח הצדיקים כי תהילתם היא תהילתך ותפארתם היא תפארתך ותזכנו בעבור זאת שימשך עלינו קדושת עבדך הצדיק רבי יצחק בן שלמה ותהל מחשבותינו ותסיל ממנו כל מחשבות זרות ורעולים נעים ורעיונים פיגומים ותזכנו למוחן לגדלות ותסייענו ותעזרנו בכל עת לעלות לעולם המחשבה הקדושה ולחשוב מחשבות קדושות בתורתך ועבודתך ובגדולתך ותזכנו לדבק בך ובתורתך תמיד במחשבות קדושות ותורות זכות ונקיות ותזכנו להתפלל לפניך כראוי בכוונת הלב ותזכנו ללמוד וללמד לשמור ולעשות ולקיים את כל דברי תמות תורתך באהבה ובשמחה רבה ובראותה דליבה יהיו עצורים לפי ויגונים לפניך אדמו איסורים וגוענים והנו עמד אדמו איננו עלינו ומעשה ידינו כל נעלינו ומעשה ידינו כל נעלינו והנה אמרנו עלינו ומעשה ידינו כונה עלינו ומעשה ידינו כוננהו. רבותיי, we came here this evening and הילולה רבנו הארי, רבי יצחק בן שלמה, המכונה הארי, זכותו יגן עלינו ועל כל עמך ישראל. אמן. And the custom is on the night of the הילולה to read from the שבחים, from the praises of the great rabbi. And that way he's a מליציושר for us. The praises of Rabbeinu Ari already were uh, written uh, by Rav Haim Vital when he wrote Shifchei Rabbeinu Ari. So I just want to read this as an introduction. Some of the, uh, the wonders that Rav Haim Vital uh, testified about who this rabbi was. And he says, uh, הנה אין בכל דור ודור שלא נמצאו בו אנשים יחידי סגולה ששרת עליהם רוח הקודש. והיה אליהו הנביא זכור לטוב, נגלע עליהם ומלמד אותם סתרי החוכמה הזאת. כמו שנמצא בספרי המקובלים. Every generation has a sadiq that has what's called גילו אליהו הנביא and רבנו, רבנו הארי is no exception. He learned with אליהו הנביא for about a decade. Uh, that means Eliyahu Nabi came down and taught him. That's a very important uh, fact to know that answers a lot of problems. That means the Torah of Rabbeinu Ha'ari is not a safik. He learned it from one of the Ba'alim Misurah. Eliyahu Nabi is one of the Ba'alim Misurah. If you look in the Harambam's Hakdama, It says, Moshe Kibir Torah Messinai, and he gave it over, and he gave it over, and he gave it over. The Yawan Nabi is one of the Ba'alim Misorah. So he heard it uh, direct. And because of that, when we study, let's say, Halakha, and we run into, uh, you know, Safik Berachot Lakil, for example. And, you know, that's a cloud that we have very, very strong. Anytime we have a doubt, even against Maran, ספק ברכות נגד מרן. מרן tells you to make the ברכה, and we find פוסקים that say not to make the ברכה, so we, we desist for a good reason, because הרמב״ם writes that if you say a ברכה לבטלה, you could be saying Hashem's name in vain. לא תישא השם השם ולא יחל השב. You're in contempt of one of the Ten Commandments. So we'd rather hedge and not be עובר על לא תישא than to make a ברכה, which is only the רבנן, most of the ברכות. 
So therefore, better not to say a berachah de Rabbanan, to be over isu de oraita. And that, that rule we use all the time. I mean, uh, Maran says to make a berachah on thunder and lightning. And then the Benish Hai comes along and says, uh, better not to make a berachah for whatever reason he had. And most of the people, the way we were taught, uh, before Achav came ala Shalom, but before, before that we were taught, we make the berakha for that reason. I'm not getting into that mahloket. Everybody will ask the rabbi, say the khara, but I'm just showing you examples how serious safik berakhot lakil is, how much, how, much, how much we use it. But then we have a, a rule that uh, Maran writes, for example, in the Chot Berachot Ashahar, that uh, there's a berakha called Hanoten la Ya'ef Kawah. And it's not written in the Talmud, this beracha, therefore, you know, uh, shouldn't say it. So here, it's not a safek berachot against Maran. Maran is telling you not to say it. Comes the Arizal and says, yeah, but I say to say it. In that case over there, we don't say, well, you know, safek berachot like it. Maran says don't say it. Arizal says to say it. Well, safek, no. And not because the Arizal is greater than Maran. We're not, we're not saying, okay, we'll put him on the scale. So Arizal's on one side. Okay, well, Arizal's a little bigger, so therefore we take him. No, we're not, we're not weighing the Sadiqim over here. It's not for us to weigh the Sadiqim. It's because the Arizal's Torah is a Meliyahu Nabi. So it's not Begedir Safik. Everybody else, when Maran writes, he tells him, listen, I don't know the law. I'm being Makhriya. I'm taking the Dambam. I'm taking the Reef. I'm taking the Rosh. I put them on the scale. I have rules, two out of three. Uh, he had a formula that he followed. Okay, fine. But the Arizal is not following a formula. He's telling you this is the Kabbalah that happened in the It's not Shayach to say Safik Perakot against. There's no Safik. And that's why, well, for those that don't appreciate what the Arizal is, that is, that is, because Kabbalah is from Eliyahu Navi, which, by the way, and if you say Pinhasu Eliyahu, that means he learned from Moshe Rabbeinu Eliyahu Navi. He's there. He's a Tamid Haber of Moshe Rabbeinu. He heard it clearly shown. And he's taught Rabbeinu Ari. So there's, there's, there's no specific on any of these things. You know, sometimes you have uh, people that don't know too much, and uh, they'll they'll write, uh, you know, and, and Arizal says to do it, but lo b'shamaimi. That that's a that shows an ignorance because lo b'shamaimi we use on like a shoot Torah mina shoot shamaim. There was a sefer of one of the shonim. Shoot Menashamayim, they called it, because he used to go to sleep at night and have a dream, and they used to come to him and give him, uh, you know, the answer to the to the question. They would write it, you know, Bahalom Raiti. Okay, so there you could say Loba Shamaimi, but the Arizal Eliyahu Navi is high bekayam. When Eliyahu Navi came down, Loba Shamaim. Eliyahu Navi comes down as a Eliyahu Navi is is a hybrid. You know, when he's up there, he's a malach. When he comes down, he's a he's a person. Uh, like the Gemara Berachot says, when the Rabbi was in the Churba, was it Rabbi Yosef? And he saw Eliyahu Navi, and Tani Shalom, Vazali Shalom. They were talking like a regular Adam. So Eliyahu Navi, you know, he goes back and forth. He oscillates between uh, Malach and, and Adam. So when he was teaching at the Rabbeinu Ari, he wasn't in Shamaim teaching. He was teaching him, not Bahalom. He was teaching him, so to, to use that against Arizal, we don't. And by the way, don't think it's only when the Arizal is Mahmir, let's say, to make a Beracha. We'll take when the Arizal is Mekel as well. All, if not most of the of the post scheme said, listen, you better be careful when you cut your nails, don't cut your hands and your feet on the same day, because it'll be tremendous sakana 
and you'll be in trouble. And even when you're cutting your nails, you better follow a certain order, because if you don't follow that order, the kilipot uh, or whatever they said, are going to go on you. And the Arizal said, you don't got to worry about any of this stuff. You could cut your hands, you could cut your feet on the same day, you don't got to follow the order, do as you please. Now there he's telling you, where everybody's telling you, sakana, and Arizal's telling you, I'm telling you there's no sakana, therefore go to sleep, you don't have to worry about it. And therefore we take him, we take him as that as well. That's a very important uh, yesod uh, to keep in mind, that the Torah of Rabbeinu Ari is not the Torah of Safek, and, and Rav Hida writes that, by the way, Rav Hida writes it, writes it uh, he says, and Maran, who, by the way, was sensitive to the Zohar. Maran is one of the few poskim that Bet Yosef will always quote the Zohar Kadosh and was sensitive to the opinion of the Zohar. But Rav Hida says, but he didn't know the opinion of Rabbeinu Ari on certain things. And Rav Hida says, if Maran would have known the opinion on Hanoten Koa, for example, or other Berakot, he definitely would have said to make the Beracha. So therefore... He's telling us that we don't say Safik Berachot Lahakel. We'll even go against Maran to follow the Benoren of Haim Palachi, then says that as well. So that's, that's the first Yesod with that, that his Torah is not Meturat Safik, it's Meturat Vadai. Now I'm continuing from Rav Haim. this is just a resume that Rav Haim Vital is writing about his Rebbe, some of the, some of the accomplishments that he, that he has. And, 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 he, and he admits that, I only know what I saw, but of course, he only revealed a, a little amount of his greatness, but you know, much more was covered. Okay, so you're not impressed. We know a lot of rabbis know Mikra. But Mishnah, but Talmud, which that's a, a misconception also. That they think Rabbi Nuari spent his whole life studying Kabbalah. For seven years he studied by Rabbi Mitzel El Ashkenazi. Rabbi Mitzel El Ashkenazi is the author of the Shitami Kubetzit. <laughs> he learned with him Torah in Mitzrayim. With the Shitbal Shitami Kubetzit. Something was his uncle, I think. But the point is. He was a master in Talmud, master in Talmud. He, he, he studied all the, you know, ins and outs of the, of the Talmud. And then, Eliyahu came to Mitzrayim and told him that, uh, okay, you're ready for the, uh, for, for, for the next level, but you can't learn in Mitzrayim, it's Tameh. The place is not suitable, so he took him out of the city by the Nile, you know, and he took him in Yam with him. And then eventually, at the end of his life, as we know, he came to Sfat, he finished the study of Kabbalah. Bipilpul, bimidrashim v'agadot. Now, bimaaseh bereshit. Okay, maaseh bereshit, we don't even know what maaseh bereshit is. The Gemara Hagiga put, the, put, a, put a yellow fence in front of that, the, 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 the police uh, barrier, and said, don't go there. But he went there. Maaseh merkava. Okay. Baki b'sihat ilanot. He knew the language of the trees. B'sihat ofot, he spoke the language of the birds. Besihat malachim, the angels. Makir bechokmata patzuf. He can read a person's face. 
הנזכיר בדבר רבי שמעון בר יוחאי בפסוק ואתה תחזה, יודע, listen to this line, בכל מעשה בני אדם שעשו. He knows everything about a person did. But that's impressive that he knows what you did. But the next line is uh, not to be believed. ושעתידים לעשות. ושעתידים לעשות? He didn't do it yet. You want to tell me there's certain Rabbanim already once it happened, okay, it's in the air somewhere. He knows exactly what the person is destined to do before it came down. Yodeya b'machshevot b'nei adam. He knows the thoughts of a person. Terem yotzi'um min hakoh ala po'al. Before the guy even thought about it, he could tell him what he's going to think about. Yodeya atidot v'chol ha'devarim ha'ovim v'chol ha'ares. U'legmash n'gzar tamid b'shamayim. He knows everything that's going on in the Shemaim at all times. Yodea b'chokmat ha-gilgul. Mi-hadash, mi-yashan. He knows who's an old soul, who's a, who's a new soul. Yodea b'shalhevet ha-ner. He wrote the Kavanot of the Shalhevet. He could look at the ner and tell you exactly what it means, what this color is telling us and what this uh, flame and what this flicker is. V'lahevet eshtevarim neflayim. M'stakel v'sofer b'anav v'shvot ha-sadikim v'rishonim. He could look at the neshamot of the deceased people He's able to tap in the Shema of a Rishon, bring him down, talk to him in learning, and then uh, dismiss him back to the Olamot. He could smell a person if he sinned. From the Yunuka, like we learned in the Zohar. All this wisdom was in his pocket. Lavdil, you have a great rabbi. You ask him a question, I'll get back to you. I've got to open the books. Arizal has everything. Anything you ask him. He didn't need to close himself in the room. He didn't need to open up the books. He said, I saw it. Nobody, nobody has to tell me. Wondrous things. This to me is a great line of Rav Chaim Vital. He says, we haven't heard these things since. That means he, he's dating the greatness of the Ari. The last time there was such a, a, a personality like this, Rashbi. That means there's Moshe, there's there's That's the impression that Rav Chaim is saying over here. Now he says, and you're going to come and say, well, of course. He knew Kabbalah, so he took the Shemot, and uh, you know he made a kamiya for himself, put it in the coffee, and he, he he drank it, and he carried all different amulets and uh, you know uh, uh, trinkets and all sorts of uh, kabbalistic accessories that you can get, and uh, you know with all that energies, uh, you know, so he, therefore it was synthetic his uh, his greatness. It says the Rabbi Arizal did not use Kabbalah Ma'asit. He did not use, the, you know, shortcuts and different uh, tricks of the trade in order to reach his... Uh, uh, he didn't swallow a, uh, you know, uh, 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 a sefirot pill or a partsuf pill or, a, you know, all these different pills. Has v'shalom, has v'shalom. Ki isur gadol, isur gadol to use this stuff. That's a very important introduction because you have all these, you know, guys running around with, uh, you know, the magic tricks. They got their bag of magic tricks, and it's impressive. The truth of the matter is, 
You walk into a yeshiva and you see a rabbi learning. It's not as impressive as a guy who could pull a rabbit out of his hat. I mean, that's something to talk about. If I walk into a yeshiva and I see a guy learning, okay, another guy learning, another guy, another rabbi learning, okay, give me a beracha. But the guy pulled out a rabbit out of his hat, that, that's something to talk about. And he's telling you that Arizal was not that. When you went into that Arizal, it was all from his own toil. Kol ze haya me'atzmo al yedeh hasiduto ofrishuto. Many years of toil. And when, when, when Rav Haim Vital asked him, he said that how come he wasn't able to, to reach the levels of that Izal? He says, it's true you toiled a lot. He says, you and Aboshe Kordever, you toiled a lot, but not as much as I toiled. And therefore he credits his uh, greatness. There were times that the Arizal, it says, stayed up for six nights in a row without sleeping, just in order to understand one line of the Zohar Kadosh. So therefore it didn't come, uh, you know, and then Akash Baruch obviously opened up his, uh, the Mayanot HaChokmah, but it came as, uh, you know, a, 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 as toil. Then he comes along and he says, I'm just reading some of them, then I'll just say one word from the, from the Ariza. Here, Od Katab Sham, B'Shem Rabbeinu Yitzhak Luria Kaneska B'Sharu HaKodesh, he was able to feel the pulse of a person. Just by taking the person's pulse, he knew everything about the guy. He already knew all his spiritual maladies. You know, a doctor could know some medical information. So he went to the Arizal, he took your pulse. <laughs> If they took your pulse, he didn't tell you you have high blood pressure or you have this. He already told you what your neshama was suffering from. This is uh, something amazing. And then he writes, Oh, In the beginning of his career, They didn't tell it to him because what Olam wanted him to get it from himself, in order to toil it, to be zochet to the Badre God, that he got the imken, if he would get it as a gift, then it would come down to him. And then he comes along and he says, how he used to go to the cemeteries, and he used to summon the Neshamo, like we said, of the Niftarim, and bring them back in order to, uh, to learn with them. Is that a spiritual way, way to acquire? Only after, only after, but only after. That's all it is to ha. We also made terha. I can't take it away. He says, you are Torah. Yoter which are chedoren more than any other of us in the generation. Avalo asinu kamo, but not like I did. Which means a little more. Ki kama lelot hayan neshar belti shena al ma'amar zohar lechalak. We said. 
And he goes on and on to talk about the um, different praises and the different minhagim that, that he had. And then uh, he told of Chaim Vital that he came to the world, to Sfat, to the world, to teach him this chokmah. And uh, the Arizal really wanted to teach of Chaim alone. He didn't want, uh, he wasn't looking to have a yeshiva or anything like that. But if Chaim Vital was such a, a tzaddik, he, he could not take this chokmah alone. He wanted to share the wealth. So he would bring Talmidim into the Shi'ur. And that, that would cause the Arizal uh, a tsar of some sort because he said that I'm bound to answer any question you ask me because I'm not allowed to hold back any information from you. So any question you're going to ask me, I'm going to have to give you an answer. But be careful, don't ask questions that are, you know, that if I have to answer them, I'm going to have consequence. Whatever that means. Can they even have to be careful? And Arizal did not want to say answers in front of the Talmidim that Abhaim brought to the Shi'ud. So it created a, created a problem. And there's a story told of he once answered a question and then Arizal said there's going to be consequences. And Arizal's son died. And they said That's a, that was a consequence. And then once he said after a Shi'ud, he says, as a result of the revelations that were said today in front of students that are maybe not Hagunim, he's going to have to die. But that Gizera he was able to break. He brought 10 students and they made a new system of learning. And they accepted upon themselves to learn the Shem Shamaim only for the Tikkun of the Shekhinah, for the Tikkun of Klai Yisrael. And he said, okay, the Gizera was, was, was staved off. But shortly after that, there was a, a, a fight between the, the wives of the, of the Talmidim. They were baking halal or something like that by the oven. And the wives got into a little item and it trickled down to the Talmidim. And there was a little acrimony amongst the students, a little ma'lok at the tinge, and that Rizal sensed it and he said, that's it, I'm out. And the Gizra was nixar, uh, just for such a small uh, uh, pigam in the ahdut of the Talmidim. That's why we start the tefillah always, you know, that's from the Rizal to do that. The Rizal left the world because of that, uh, that pigam. So, that's just a little of the uh, of the shivahim of who we came to uh, to talk about tonight. And some of the revelations, the revelations are incredible. Uh, one one revelation, which is in Yanedi Yoma, is the revelation of the uh, kavanot that he gave us during Yemei Ben Amitzarim. And I know I'm not talking to people who don't know. No, you know it, but. We'll just say it over quickly without belaboring it so we don't you know, bore anybody on things that are known already, but it's good to review it because he says that these kabanot are actually the sweetening of the judgments during Ben Abed Sarim. You know, we all, we all get worried when these weeks come because the weeks of, uh, you know, Mishinichnas, it's not, not good, good days. It's, uh, the mazal is weak. So therefore, any item that can sweeten dinim, you know, we'll welcome it with open arms. And that is tells us, yeah, it's all in the Amidah. If you know how to have the Kavanot, the dinim gets sweetened. So he says, but in order to sweeten the dinim, you have to, you have to go to work. 
And he says the work is, is that you need to first mechaven uh, in the first beracha the amida magen Avraham when you say baruch Hashem, so you mechaven to the letters before havaya. So yudke vavke is tad tet dalid and then he dal. <coughs> now you don't have to be a mikubal to do that. It's so easy to do. And therefore, why wouldn't you do it if it's easy? The Ben Yishchai many times says on the kavanot of the Ariza, he says, and this kavanah should be made even if you're an Amaaretz and even if you don't know what you're doing, you should still have this kavanah. Because a lot of guys go, oh, I'm not a Mikubal, leave me alone. As, as if, as if the, the, that, that answer is going to exempt them. Uh, uh, you know, you're not a Mikubal. So therefore, what? That is, as a certain, the has a certain you don't have to be a mikubal. We know you're not a mikubal, right? You don't have to tell us that. We know that. We figured that out already from your reaction. But nonetheless, these things are not from the, the basic, the basic things that will help your soul. Why wouldn't you do it? Like the kavarad nishmat, the ekiyeh habayah ekiyeh. That's where that's where the Benish actually says it. The three habayot and the and the ekiyeh habayah ekiyeh. They have to have nishmat kol chai. And we have it in our sidur even. It says in the, in the sidur. And even if you're not familiar with these kavarad and you don't have the you should do it anyway. So anyone that you could do, you should do. And you shouldn't say, it's not for me, and you shouldn't say, you know, leave it to the, uh, leave it to the guys with the, uh, with the white kippot. So here he tells us that you have Havaya of Magen Abraham, so you should be the Otiyot HaKadmiyim, which is Tet Dalet and Hen Dalet. And then when you get to which is the Chaf and the Vav and the Zayin and the Vav. That's another Shem. These are Shemot, by the way. The Shemot of the letters before Hashem's holy name. And the, now, they're not the same as the name itself. The name of Yudke Vavke is pure mercy. These names are, we'll call it, it's a Malbush. It's like a... Um, an encasement on the Yudke Vavke, and it doesn't allow the Yudke Vavke to shine out, it covers it a little, so it's measured a little, it's not as much mercy. And then in Ha'el Kadosh, well, we have a problem now, because we did the letters before, we did the letters after, but we need a third option. So Rizal says, you take the Atbash of Yudke Vavke, and the Atbash, you know how Atbash works, and it equals Mem Tzadi and Pe Tzadi. So Mats and Pats. And that's a shem. And now you have the three shemot. Beautiful. So now you created in the first three berachot of the Amidah, three items. Now, these three items, by the way, these three shemot, we're going to put in the bank. Because we're going to need them at the end of the Amidah to use them to sweeten the judgments. But without having the kabanot, you didn't bring them into the world. So therefore, again, Magen Abraham, Otiot, Kadmin. And in Kela Kadosh, Otiyot Atbash. And if you look at our Sidur, we have it. That's so, so, not so difficult. Now we start the Avodah. When you get to the Tse, he says, then we bring in the Batedinim. The judgments of the Ben Sarim represent themselves in two Shemot. Shem Elohim. Bemilui hehin, that's Aleph, Lamid, Hehe, 
Yudvam Dalit Mem Mem, which is Gematria 300, and Shem Adanut. So now picture in your mind. You have Shem Elokim Bimilui Hehin, and you have Adanut. Now, this is the judgments here. No sugar, unsweetened. And that's the problem. If these judgments will be left unsweetened during Ben Amitzarim, trouble. So what do we do in Ritzeh? In Ritzeh, which is Otiyot Sarah, Sarah's trouble, we turn Sarah into Ritzeh. Ritzeh means acceptance. How? We go to the bank and we make the withdrawal of the three Shemot that we created in the beginning of the Amidah, and we do the following. We put them on one line. Tad, and Kuz, and Mat, and underneath it, we put the Shemot of Elokim b'milu Yehin and Adanut. And uh, strangely enough, that both these lines will have the same numerical value. They'll have the numerical value of 361. Both, both lines. Which is the numerical value of the letter Sheen. Sheen is Sheen, Yud, and Nun, which is 360, with Kolel. So you have, you have this magical numbers. So you have a Sheen, Gematria, and a Sheen. Sheen, Sheen, Yudun. Sheen, when you spell it out. So therefore you have, so that's what you did so far. Now we get to the final stage, when you get to Sim Shalom. When you get to Sim Shalom, we do the same thing we did in Netzer, but we add the Yud Kevavke to the mix. And that really makes the sweetening of the judgments. What do we do? In Sim Shalom, we look at the seam. The scene of Sim Shalom is a big scene. That's Sheen. Sheen Yudun. Seam, the scene of the scene of Sim Shalom. And that's the three Shemot. And the Shalom, the Sheen of that, is the Batedinim. Elokim, Behein, and Adanut. So those are the two Sheens. And we say what? Sim Shalom. Sim Shalom is also the gematria of the two lines that we just created. And then the extra vav of Sim Shalom comes and brings in the Shem Yudke Vavke. And then you have six Shemot. You have Havaya, Tad, Kuz, Mads, Elokim, Behein, and Adanun. That's the vav of Shalom. Now you got all six Shemot. The Yudke Vavke charges the three Shemot on top. Sweet is the judgments on the bottom. And the, uh, the Rav Yaakov Abu Hasera writes, and that's what we do in Sim Shalom, because it makes Shalom between the Dinim, and therefore now the Mikatregim go away, and the Mituk is done, and therefore you have a good day. Therefore, that day of Benemit Sarim will go, will go correctly, because the judgments were sweetened. Now, it's not, such a, it's not such a hard thing. You create the three Shavuot in the beginning, you place them over the Batidim in Retzeh, and then you add the Yud Kevavke to the mix in Sim Shalom, and everything, uh, everything works out. Any place this is written down just for us? Yeah, the Sidur. I don't have the Sidur here, but it's in the Sidur. Uh, we have the Avodat, uh, Avodat Kodesh. We have Avodat Kodesh here? Yeah. If you look at the Avodat we have it in the Shul. Yeah, that, well, not to call Yaakov. I mean, it's not. But the point is, the point is, so based on this, we once said a uh, we once said a hiddush. We said a hiddush. Now in the Ben Amitzarim, so we're talking about the Bet Mikdash. 
in Parashat Re'eh, there's two Pesukim over here that talk about the Makom of the, of the Shekhinah. One Pasuk is in Perek Yud Bet Pasuk He. So the Pasuk says, Ki im el makom asher yivhar Adonai Elohechem mekol shiftechem. Lasum et shemo sham. Shekhinot edreshu uvata shamma. So what does it mean? Don't bring any korbanot in different places. Kim el makom to the place. Uh, what's the place? Ashirif Hanashim Elohechem that God chooses. Mekol shiftechem from all your tribes. Lasum et shemo sham to place his name there. Lishiknot edreshu you should uh, seek the shekhinah there. Ubata shamma. Now. That's one pasuk, but in the same perasha, if you go at the end of the perasha, it also talks about a makom. You have another pasuk, almost word for word, besides the changes. It's in perik tetzai in pasuk vav. Same thing, don't bring the kormon anywhere else. Ki im ela makom, so far, same words, ashirifar ashimun weicha, leshaken shemosha. Here it says Leshaken. Over there in the other Pasuk it said, very good. Lasum et Shemo. Lasum et Shemo, Leshaken et Shemo. Furthermore, uh, the Pasuk in, uh, in uh, the beginning in Yudbet says, where was this place? Well, it's a chosen place, Mikol Shiftechem. Chosen from all your tribes. Ovira does not mention anything about the tribes. No mention of Shiftechem. Over here it mentions the Shekhinot Tidreshu. Over there you should seek out the Shekhinah. Over here it just says, no, the Shekhin Shemosham. So the Hatam Sofer says, because we're talking about two different places. If you see discrepancies in the Pesukim, it's not the same place we're talking about. He says, the first pasuk is talking about Mishkan Shiloh. And the second pasuk is talking about the Beta Mikdash. And Atam Sofer says, I'll prove it to you. He says, because we have a Gemara Megillah that says that Yerushalayim was not divided amongst the Shevatim. Whereas the rest of Eretz Israel, where Mishkan Shiloh was, was divided. So therefore he says, Go to the place where it was, was, was chosen from all the other Shivatim. That means go to the places where Shivatim had a divi and choose a place from there. Obviously, you're not in Yerushalayim. Because Yerushalayim no nechleka la Shivatim. Furthermore, in Shiloh, which was a temporary place, the Pasuk says, Lasum et Shemo. Lasum means to place it. Whereas in the second pasuk over here it says, Leshaken Shemo. There's a difference between Lasum et Shemo and Leshaken. Leshaken is more permanent, which is referring to the Beit HaMikdash. Shiloh was first. No, but Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim. It's a Gemara Megillah. Gemara Megillah. Yerushalayim was not the. Those, those, those spots were in the Chalik of Benjamin in Yehuda, but Yerushalayim proper was not divided by any of the, of the Shemati. Look at the Gemara Megillah over there, and you'll see. So over here it says, furthermore, 
לשום את שמו שם, לשכנות תדרשו. Here it says לשכנות תדרשו. It says לעתרים לשכנות תדרשו. In Shiloh, that you know it's not the main makom, there לשכנות תדרשו, you have to pray תדרשו for the future. That the Shekhinah will rest in the Beit HaMikdash. Once you get to the Beit HaMikdash, you're there. The Shekhinah tidreshu, the Shekhinah is there. Understand how he's learning? In Shiloh, it was a temporary resting place, but you notice something better. So over there, what should you pray for in Shiloh? The Shekhinah tidreshu. Pray for the Shekhinah. We have the Shekhinah now. We don't have the Shekhinah like we wanted. That's the way he... explains the discrepancies between the two Pesachim and it's, it's very, very elegant because it, it's perfect. It's two different, uh, two different Mekomot. But we once explained it, the difference, based on what we just said from Rabbeinu Ari. Once we learn about these three Shemot, and the, the, those are the Malbushim, those are the, the, the encasements of the Shem Havaya. Obviously, at the time of Ben HaMetzarim, the Shem Havaya has not manifested itself. It's covered because you know, there's Dinim over there, so the Shem Havaya is, limit, is limited in that sense. But the Bnei Yisachar brings down that once we get to let's say the end of Tisha B'Av, and we get to ready to B'Av, so uh, he says, then already the encasements come off, and then already the Shem Havaya is, and that's why it says, Lo ayu yamim tovim Yisrael, be'av. you know, because already we're out of, we're out of, the, uh, we're out of the Kisui. And the Gebara says, one of the things why we're so happy on, 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 on Tisha B'Av is, that the Shivatim were now allowed to intermarry. You know, we had we had rules. I could only marry into Yeshevet. And then the Hakamim passed the law that you could marry outside Yeshevet, which was a big, uh, you know, it was a big, big, it solved the Shidduch crisis at the time. And once they allowed you to marry outside the Shevet, you know, the Shadkanim were back in business. Otherwise, you had, a, you had a hard time. You could only pick from certain families. So it says, what a Sema'at was. Shutru Shibatim Says B'nai Saskha something amazing. He says that if you take the word Shibatim, Shibatim is Gematria 361, which is the exact Gematria of the three Shemot. So he says, on Tu Be'av Shibo Hutru Shibatim. Those two Shemot, that's it, Hutru. They, they became released. Lavo Ze Baze. He said, if you take the word Ze, Ze is how much? Zayin here is 12. Baze, 14. 14 and 12 is 26. So Hutru Shevatim, that the which represents the three Shemot, Hutru Lavo Ze Baze. They got the Mituk of Ze Baze, which is the Yudke Vavke. And now that's it. We have no more, uh, no more worry about and that's the that's the that that's the way he learned it. I once saw that uh, uh, similar uh, in Yan that um, when Moshe Rabbeinu went to split the sea, so it says 
you know, the, the Malachim in Shemam were Mekatnegim. They were coming along and saying, Halalu of Halalu of Why should they be discernment of a miracle? So there was a, there was a Midat Tadin over there. So God had to tell Moshe to make a, a Pe'ula in order to push away the, the judgments. So what does God say to Moshe Rabbeinu? Harem matecha, lift your mateh and split the sea. And the Mikubalim say that if you take the word matecha, matecha, the mem is connected the mats, and the tet is connected the tad, and the chaf is connected the chavav. Harem it matecha, lift them up. That means turn the, 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 the mats back into yudke vavke, and turn the tad back into yudke vavke, and turn the chaf, harem matecha. That means reveal the encasement of the shemot, of the kisuyim, and then split the split the, so there was there was a there was a, a pe'ula in Moshe Rabbeinu's lifting up the uh, of the it was a stab lift up the stick over there because there was a there was a nyan of the mitu anyway so based on this we explain using the hatam sofer that he learns that Shiloh was one one revelation and Bet Hamikdash was another revelation but they were not the same uh, Mishkan Shiloh was a smaller revelation as the pasuk says. Over there, lasum et shemo. Lasum et shemo. Now we see lasum et shemo. We see the word lasum or vesamo by the Trumat tradition, by the ashes that they put next to the Mizbeah. It says vesamo et Mizbeah. And the Gemara says, that those ashes over there, some say they just would get swallowed into the ground under the Mizbeah. They were mechuseh. Vesamor hints to us something that is placed and Tonim Geniza. And therefore the Pasuk is telling us in the, over here when it's saying Lasum et Shemor Sham. Over there the Shem of Akadosh Baruch Hu in Shiloh was not the Yud Kevavke revealed. Lasum et Shemor, Shetaun Geniza. It was already covered. Already the Shem was not revealed. And that's why the Pasuk says, Ki Mikol Shiftechem. Because there was a nyan of the Shivatim. In Shiloh was a nyan of the Shivatim with the three Shemot with the Bechina Shivatim, the Gematria 361. But we came to the Beit HaMikdash, no less. And then we took the Shem out of the Gerizah. Now it's the Shechnot and the Shuvatashama. No mention of Shivtechem because now already it's out of the, out of the Kisui. So that's our, uh, that's our lesson. Uh, uh, Nothing earth-shattering, nothing, uh, nothing that, you know, uh, is worth maybe coming out to, to hear. But such a good night to do something. So, Bihaim invited us to do something. So, at least we're doing better than most people. Most people not recognizing the holiness of the night. So, the Fahod, who realizes that the great Sadiqim, who is Hakam Yaakov Hashem Shkibri Fu'ash Shalema, and Bad Hashem, I pray, and we all pray on this great night of the Beno Ari, they should give our great rabbi a good strength and good, good mind and good health and power Amen. that no rabbi has revealed uh, these uh, secrets in his Tishuvot on every single level possible, like Hakam Yaakov. And uh, Baruch Hashem, the Sadiqim sometimes get slapped around. That's not for them, <laughs> it's for sure not for them, but it's for the, for the door. So he's involved in Tikkunim for the generation. And he's having the kavanot for us when we're sitting here uh, relaxing. But nonetheless, we pray that uh, he should have refuah shalema and hadesh amenu kekedem. We should go back uh, to instead of yiridat adorot, aliyat adorot, and zechut atzadik nabi tzaknuri ashkenazi yagen alenu ve'alechem amen kedem.